and welcome to my new podcast, Blurt It Baby. In this podcast, I talk to some of my closest friends about their real experience of motherhood and what to actually expect. Because we say real talk for real mums quite a lot and it's a little bit of a cliche and to be honest, to really go there is not that easy. We all know having a baby is a true blessing, but what I've learned from my friends is how hard it is for them to be that honest in front of others without people thinking they don't love their babies. I wanted to create a little bubble where they can reflect on their own journey of mumhood without being judged. So this is the good, the bad and the ugly. It is a great honour to welcome my first guests, one of my very, very favourite people and mums, Becky Green. Um, So we met on our first ever radio job and then we were just like best friends ever since. And I'm very proud because I'm even godmother to her first little girl, which was a very easy decision, wasn't it? Oh, the easiest. Thank you. Um, um, Yeah, you made me birthday cake, I think, like two weeks after we met. And then I was like, you can never leave my side because you are an incredible baker. Um, But you are mum of four beautiful babies. You had your first baby, the gorgeous Matilda, at 26, it was. Yes. Could have had to work that out then, yes. You were coming up to 27 that year. Yes, yes. Um. So let's talk about the first, let's talk about Matilda, because there's lots of things that we, uh, like, I know you want to talk about and that, like, some serious, some non so serious. Um, But the first thing I ever remember you telling me about having Matilda, your first baby, was leaving the hospital. (laughs) Um, You just can't, and even now, four babies on, you can't get your head around it. No, because you just they just let you leave. <laughs> <laughs> so like, talk, so you go you you go into labour. You were induced with Matilda. Yeah, I was induced because she well she wasn't moving a lot. Um, she was fine. And yeah. They, when when they hooked me up and everything, she was fine. But they were a bit like, well, you know, we'll just get her out. Um, what was so that she, first experience of birth like? Because obviously, there's loads of talk about it in like these NCT classes and. And you read about all these experiences and what to do. Was that the case? But like, what? Well, how was it for you? Was it a shock? I remember you saying to me on the phone, "You will never cope." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so kind. Um, no, you will. You will obviously you will cope. I remember being really like, "Why did nobody tell me?" Right. It was like this. <laughs> um, no, but it, but then now looking back on it, four years later, I'm like, "Oh, but it was fine." But yeah. at the time. You know, it, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I was induced, so it was... I kind of had to wait there overnight. Nothing really happened. And then my contraction started the next morning. And they were just, like, there straight away. There was yeah. no slow build-up. And then she was born, like, nine hours later. They say you forget everything when they're there. Is that true? I, not for the... Not for the <laughs> like, when I first went home, I was still in shock. I was fine about it, and I was—I remember thinking, "Oh, it's because I've—I've got tattoos." And I remember thinking, "It's not that dissimilar tattoos because as soon as it finishes, you're fine." Right. You know, like it doesn't. Yeah. I, I, did, I wasn't lay there in agony afterwards. I know some people are, and some people obviously loads of different things can happen. But once it was done, it was done. Yeah. And I was like, oh, "Okay, right. Well, that's <laughs> that's all right." Okay. Uh, so but then- I wasn't. 
take pushing back to do it again no no of course um <laughs> then taking so like when you leave the hospital you really genuinely thought you had to sign something <laughs> yes, data stood at the desk so the, like they do all the little baby checks like to check that they can go home and that everything's okay with them and then they were like right well yeah you can you're to go and i think Rob had gone somewhere, I don't know, to public Costa or something, and came back and I was like, oh, they've said we can go, and like packed upon my bags, and then walked out of the room, and I was a bit like, oh, I, I didn't, I, just, I was like, right, well, who do I need to sign her out with? Like, I'll sign something for a parcel. It, you do less for a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I did stand at the desk for a second, and they were like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, they said we can go, and they were like, lovely enjoy you and I was like okay and even walking out the door I was thinking someone's gonna stop me in a second and go sorry you haven't you know you haven't done everything you you're supposed yeah, to do her out, so yeah. they just, that's it you just walk out the door with them in a car seat so how like um I mean we're gonna we'll we'll talk on like feeding and stuff so you take your baby home and what is it like because the thing is, and I read this quote the other day that that was from a mum that was like the most honest, um, no, the most helpful you can be to another mum is being honest. And I think it's very difficult, isn't it, when you first take the baby home, um, if you don't feel okay, because you don't want to say that to anyone. How was your experience taking your first baby back home? So when Matilda, I, just, I really enjoyed it. But then I found like I felt like I couldn't say that as yeah, well like I think sad. it's such a weird it's such a weird thing because I think people who are struggling feel like they can't say they're struggling because yeah. you know well you don't love your baby then you know like oh you know she's she all right is she okay she'll look after it properly like I think that's what people think that people will yeah. think about and I didn't feel like I could say oh this is really fun yeah I was very lucky in that she like good baby if they exist she was a really good baby and she slept all the time, and I just watched Gossip Girl. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I was like, the dream. this is great. But yeah. I remember you saying, actually, which was really refreshing to hear, because then some a lot of people can say, like, oh, it's very lonely. But you didn't find it lonely. and But you didn't, again, feel like you could express how lovely you found maternity leave. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I just enjoyed it. I really en- I enjoyed the full time really i enjoyed her i enjoyed just being able to go to a cafe in the middle of the day did you ever feel like you don't know what you're doing oh all the time and how did I you come out, how did you <laughs> how did you get over those things where you're like i just don't know what i'm doing what would be your um, like place to go to i don't know because i am i am a massive worrier about everything so i did google every everything she did you know like yeah like a bubble of spit in her mouth. Obviously, I googled it because <laughs> it was something terrible, and we would have to go to hospital immediately. But then, at the same time, as much as worrying all the time, I was. I think Rob helped because he's the absolute opposite. He doesn't worry at all. So therefore, when we meet in the middle, we probably worry the right amount. Yeah, balance. Um, and I, th- I think I, I felt like nobody, nobody else knew what they were doing either. So I didn't feel like, which I know, I think a lot of people feel like everybody else feels like they know what they're doing. I felt quite confident in that nobody nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah. And as long as I was feeding her and she was all right and she was sleeping, eating, napping, then she 
she was okay. Yeah. You're quite down to earth like that, though. I mean, you've not been someone I've ever found that's obsessed with stuff and obsessed with the latest. I mean, she's got everything she needs and her wardrobe is absolutely on point. I must point that out. <laughs> um, some contributions from myself. But yeah. she, I mean, what was your, what was other mum's effects on you? Like if you were on inf- Instagram and stuff like that, did you feel like you were like, I need that, she's got that? No. That's I don't good. know why I didn't feel like that. Um, but that probably helped, right? Yeah, it probably did. And I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't feel like that because that's quite a me thing to feel. <laughs> but, I, yeah, and like I talked to my mum quite a lot and I, my mum my used to say, oh, God, you know, I, I honestly don't know how I did it without Google. Like my mum used to... Yeah. And then I used to think, how did you do it without Google? Like, you did, but you did. But you so, did, yeah. Although saying that, on, on day three, I remember she was really screaming, crying, really screaming, crying. Um, we, we got in the car and we were like, we're going to have to go back to the hospital because something's wrong with her. And we were ringing the hospital on the way there and they were like, she sounds like she's hungry. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. Uh, and we, I remember us being pulled on the side of the road at like nine o'clock at night. Probably later than that, actually. And you look at each other like, do we carry on or are we just idiots who are going to hospital with a child who's hungry? And that was, I was feeding at that point, or trying to feed. Um, and it, it was Robbie when we went home and he was like, well, if she's hungry, let's just give her a bit of formula now and we'll see if she was hungry. Yeah. No, because you don't know what she's getting from you. And if that's it. And he gave her a little bit of formula. I had a nervous breakdown. He gave her a bit of formula and... She was grand. She slept. She was happy as Larry. <laughs> Tell me about that time. then, because that is so interesting. And it's and I know you've talked about it before quite openly to me, but not other mums, because I'll never forget when you um, said you were embarrassed getting a bottle out in the changing room of the hospital or, or the like doctor's surgery and you went back in the car. Um, what? Well, yeah, it's just so bizarre because to me, if your baby's being fed, what you know, how does it matter? But it, it's not the case, though, is it? Like, you, did you feel the pressure to breastfeed? Yeah, massively, massively. And I tried it. I knew she wasn't getting a lot from me. And I know if you pe- persevere and you know you can get more and things like that. But as soon as Rob did that, I was it kind of all just clicked in my head, and I was like, oh, you know, she's just hungry. Like, she, yeah. If I was hungry, I'd just have whatever I needed to not be hungry. But then the midwife was coming around the next day because they come every few days after you've had the baby in the first few days. And I remember I was just like pacing up and down stairs because I was like, oh, she's going she's gonna to kill me. She's going to absolutely kill me that I didn't just try a bit harder or, or you know, or, or just didn't just go straight for a bottle. Um, so I said to her, I mean, I was... I'm, I remember like stuttering and being like, I mean, I know you're going to kill me, but, um, you know, I, she, was, she was really screaming. And she went... So did you did you feed your baby when she was hungry? I said yeah. She went. I'm really going to be mad at you then, are I? <laughs> and that was exactly how she did it. Yeah. And then she just carried on with whatever she was doing. She was like, I'd be mad at you if you just didn't feed your baby. Yeah. And I th- there's so many things that the mid- that that midwife, who was my first midwife, and partway through my second pregnancy, she was a midwife. Who she just, if I hadn't have had her, I don't know if I'd have had the same experience because she was so laid back. And she was so, just do what you need to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have that. 
But then I still I still had the stigma in my head when I went out. And, you know, when you are waiting to do the baby weighing things and you sat in a room full of mums in clinics, loads of them are breastfeeding. And you do just feel like, oh, I look yeah. like I haven't bothered like you. And I expressed so that I could give a both. I only did that because I thought I should. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, I'm did you actually again, enjoy? Did you enjoy it? The breastfeeding? Oh, no. no, no. And have you? All. Did you find you could ever say that to another mum? No, not really. No. I, anybody who breastfeeds, I think, I think they're wonders of the earth. My friend's just done it for a year, and she's so casual about it, and she's so brilliant with it and I just every time I see her I'm like you are magic but see, <laughs> I, just, I think I you're even more it. magic because you admit that you didn't like it and that you fed your baby the same like that to me is more um it's just more helpful it just takes and also it isn't I mean I don't know because I don't have a baby but I always think like surely if the mum's happy the baby is happy that is exactly what, that night when we got back in the car after she'd been screaming and I was like, but she can't rob it. Like breastfeeding's better for them. It's better for them. Yeah. It's better for them. Everybody tells you it's better for them, Rob. <laughs> and, she, and he said, but I don't think you right now are the best for her because surely she's, and I remember him saying, she's going to feel this. Like you would scream if somebody was like, anxiously trying to get you to do something that yeah. neither of you knew what you were doing and could do properly. So he was like, so let's just do this one bottle and just see if you can calm down and she can calm yeah. down. And obviously it worked. And it worked. It's and so- I do think that helped me be a calmer mum. Not that I think everyone should do formula because it makes calmer and happier, but for me, because it didn't, it just didn't work very well. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah. I think I would have had a very different experience if I'd have just tried to carry on. Do you think um, that there are situations where you find that mum should be a bit more sensitive to that at all or the ones you Yeah, but then across. I don't know it's a lot of it. You, because when I think that, when I used to think, oh, God, they're all going to be looking at me because of this bottle. If I'd have seen somebody with a bottle or if I, or if you came, if you said, I'm just going to formula feed my, my baby, I wouldn't think anything. Yeah, that's the irony. And I know that it? my friend who's just breastfed for a year wouldn't, doesn't, think it. doesn't care that I yeah. didn't. So I think a lot of it is you just do it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice as well, isn't it? Because it's like no one really cares no. about your baby but you. Like, yeah, as you, much. Yeah. Somebody breastfeeding was probably looking at me giving a bottle and looking at something else I had and thinking, oh, God, I haven't done that. Yeah. That's Whereas it. I assumed, obviously, that she was thinking, well, you're the worst mother that ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably thinking, oh, she's going to think I'm the worst mother that ever lived. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that baby mobile on my car seat that yeah, she's exactly. got. Yeah, you can beat yourself up. Um, I mean, now, like, I mean, Matilda is now just turned four. And I mentioned, um, and, and I know this has not been mentioned a lot, and it was something we talked about before we did the podcast, that you are always amazing to talk about because a lot of people don't. And I obviously, I mentioned four babies. One of them is on the moon because um, you had twins over a year ago. And unfortunately, after five days, little Jesse, Bobby made it and Jesse went to the moon, um, which was a really, uh, for me, actually, it was a real blur of a time. Mm. And now it feels like it... 
I mean, I've always referred to as having four children and it feels like it doesn't feel normal, but it feels like the way your life has turned out now is yeah. just weirdly the way it's meant to be. And you've had, yeah. a, you know, another um, beautiful little baby boy, Sydney, Sidders, um, since as well. But what you found and what you said to me is baby loss is something that is really not talked about at all. No. I think you have to, I feel like you, I had to actively hunt it out. Yeah. When we came home. And so you, were you offered, because, um, and I remember something you said, which um, really struck in me when, because obviously it was twins. And I remember somebody saying, well, at least you've still got one. And I remember mm. thinking the same as you, like, that's just not something you should ever say. No, but like I used to get so offended on behalf of Jesse for that, like he was half a person. Yeah, you know, like that he wouldn't have gone on to have his own life because he was a twit. Like it just made yeah. no sense to me whatsoever. Um, yeah, it, I, I found it well, loads of things when when we came home from after we lost Jesse, but I, that was the lonely time. You know, we were saying about coming home. Yeah, that felt like the lonely time because it, you just felt like you'd enter a new world. Which I still feel like I'm in a new world for everybody else, and nobody else is quite in it. So you feel like nobody in the, it, it actually understands what you've been through. So you feel different to everybody else because you've always yeah, had I think that. You all, I feel uh, I, you feel quite um, responsible that it's happened to, to be putting that in other people's worlds as well. If that makes sense. So I remember there was a baby shower. Somebody, my friend was having a baby shower quite soon after. I was like, I, I, I couldn't go to the baby shower anyway because I just wasn't at a place where I would wanted to go to a baby shower. But I felt like I would just be bringing in to a baby shower the fact that babies die. And we don't talk about it, do we? But British people are crap at death anyway. Like, yeah. We just don't do it, do we? No. We, we can't and people, do it. people, like, you find if people say anything where death is, oh, no, don't, oh, no, no, let's not talk about it, let's not talk about it. But that's exactly. not helpful for you because then no. you are even more pushed out of a situation, right? Like you're... Yeah, you saw people's, I think, because we had Bobby as well, you saw people concentrate on Bobby. We'll just talk, talk to them about Bobby, which I don't blame anybody for because no. I don't know how I would have been in that situation. But, like, just concentrate on that one. I remember, oh, I can't remember his name, but there's an actor. Um, oh, what's his name? And his son died when he was two. And his wife had found out she was pregnant. Oh, he was in that catastrophic time. show. Yes. Yes, I know who you yeah, mean. Rob Delaney. That's Rob it, Delaney. Rob Delaney. And I remember him always saying that he used to see the relief on people's faces when he said, she's pregnant again, because he'd be like, because he said, oh, new shiny baby, we can talk about that one, not the dead one. And like, yeah. it sounds awful to say, but it, it, it was really, and it almost made me not want to talk about Bobby to people. Not, yeah. not against Bobby, but because I'd be like, no, no. Yeah. No, you will, you'll accept And that's it. interesting because at my wedding, um, before Bobby was one, so um, Bobby was that it was late aug late August. Your wedding was May. No, my sorry, yeah. <laughs> my wedding was May. Bobby and Jesse were born late oh, August. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, premature. Yeah, that's you. I do love my husband. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I remember at my wedding, you um, I you sat on a lovely table um with another couple. They've got two kids, and you said to me um. 
I tell them straight away about Jesse because it's important to me to say it. And I was really proud, but I was also glad that you do that because I think um, I would find that comforting if someone said that to me and it happened in their life because then it's very easy to address that yeah. as well, you know? I think if I don't as well, I've, I feel like such a guilt that is being erased because I don't want to make someone uncomfortable. Yeah. Or, and there are situations, you know, if, People in shops, I've had to make the decision at tills sometimes when they've gone, oh, is, is that your first? And I'm like, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> because you do kind of have to go, no, not my first. And they're like, oh, oh, have you got another one? And you're like, oh, well, yeah. sit down, get a, get a brew. <laughs> Tell somebody else to cover your shift. But <laughs> if he's in a situation like that, and the people I was sat with on, on the table at your wedding were so lovely. Um, so... And it's almost like the more people you meet like that who go, oh, God, right, yeah, I'm really sorry what happened type of thing, makes you a bit more confident to do it the next time. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying to Rob once that I can't remember who I told. I said, I came home, it was quite soon after, and I said, oh, and I just said to this lady, I think a lady just asked me in passing how old Bobby was, blah, 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 and I said, oh, but he was early, and she was like, oh. And we kind of just had a little chat. And he's just a woman in a shop. And I came home and told Rob that. And I was like, you know, she, she's just changed my day. She's changed my week because she had a conversation with me about it. And she was asking me about Jesse and what happened and how everything is. Because I would talk about him all day long. And I remember Rob going into work the next day and uh, passing by one of the lads from work and him saying something. He'd seen us outside. This is a really rubbish story. He'd seen us outside and he said, oh, is that your family? Yeah. Have you got a little one? Have you got a newborn? Because he was like in a, a pram, a proper buggy. And Rob told him, and he said this lad's face was like, oh, my God, I was only making small talk. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he's, I remember him coming home saying, oh, I was really buoyed on by you saying, yeah. got it, and had this conversation. So he'd done it, thinking this lad was going to go, <laughs> oh. And he went, oh, oh, right, yeah. okay, and just left. And you can't blame anybody for that, because, again, we're no. so British, we don't know what to, And also, you don't know... The way I want to talk about Jesse is completely different to how somebody else who's suffered baby loss might, might not want to yeah. address it. Yeah, because you do get some people who would refuse point blank to talk about it. Mm. Um, or maybe in the privacy of like therapist or something like yeah. that. But actually, I think what you're saying and what ha- has helped you um, also become so open is that it helps to talk about it for you because it's still... Um, very much keeps him there and you know you make a point of that Matilda talks about him all the time and that's a really lovely thing and would you say that's the way you've coped with um that situation yeah and I think Matilda had a huge hand in it because she was only what two and a half nearly three and when we told her about it it was her who said oh he's gone to be on the moon yeah. And we grabbed onto that. Isn't it funny and, how two-year-olds can rationalise things way better yeah, than adults? than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she she kept talking about him. Like, she... I don't think we forced that. She, she just did. Yeah. She was, he was just, he was just part of everything. He was on the moon. She was well chuffed he was on the moon. Yeah. She knew someone on the moon. <laughs> and she's always talked about him. And I always think she's helped it so much more because... She just made it normal. Yeah. Two-year-olds don't... Normalised it. Four-year-olds don't really have the capacity to think any more of that. And she knows a bit more now. Like, she's older now, so we use different words from just being on the moon now. Like, she knows he's died and things like that. 
Um, but she still talks about him like he's as equal to Bobby and Sydney yeah. as, as anything, and he always will be. And I think so. I, I give so much credit to a two year old. Yeah, well, she's a special two year old. She is cute. But would you say, like, as in, you know, and God forbid anyone else um, has this, but if they are going for it, what was the, the best thing that you found that did actually help you? Was it like professional advice? Or just being really open with what happened to like your close people, you know? Because obviously, I get it. Like, it some people just don't know how to react. Because you're right, like it's British thing to not yeah. talk about it. Um, but and what helped you? Um, one of the main things I would say, honestly, is is talking to Rob. And I think the situation we were in as well with Bobby still in the neonatal unit for another four weeks after yeah. it happened. We used to be in the car, like three hours a day, maybe more, going backwards and forwards. So we didn't really have a a choice but to talk. And that helped. And I always think, yeah, that that could have, like, that could have gone so differently if we'd have had to separate from each other and one go back to work or, you know, or, like, even if we'd have come straight home and one of us would have always been taking Matilda out, I think, and giving the other a bit of space. And because we were just crammed into a car together so much, we talked about it all all the time and yeah. we still do but I always think that those few weeks made us do it there's like a Facebook group um, that's amazing that's part of Tambo which is a twins trust where they they have a special one for bereavement which is where somebody's lost a twin or a multiple um, and you can join in with it or not I, I've never wrote on it but I see all these people's stories and there's quite a lot where people don't talk to the closest people with them because they both react so differently right. which you can imagine you know like Husbands who don't want to talk about it, wives who do want to talk about it, and the other way around. Or not having friends who can talk about it too. And I think, yeah, you just have to go through it all. Yeah. And we used to have a rule where, because you used to get to the motorway about 15 minutes before we got home, and we'd go, right, when we get to the motorway, we don't talk about that. We talk about rubbish. Yeah. Like Big Brother yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And we, otherwise... Because you, you know, actually sometimes you do forget that it would affect the guy as well. Like that, you know, with anything, even like miscarriage, you do you do just kind of think of the mum, which is the bad, which is bad to say because that can, you know, get so over easily overlooked for the man. But actually he probably found it just as helpful, Rob, talking to you about it. And yes, yeah, I think when Rob went back to work and things as well, most of the conversations weren't, you know, it was Becky. Which is lovely, yeah, and really nice. And people did ask him how he was as well. But it was there was an under an underlying thing. I think that I was supposed to feel it more, and I don't understand that at all. Yeah, that's a good. I used to feel a bit guilty be. because at least I I carried them for that extra time. Yeah, you know, like I feel like yeah. I had them for yeah. seven months. But he didn't get that, and he wasn't there for the birth just because of how the birth went. And then we didn't get to see them for a while. And I, yeah, and even with miscarriage and things, I always feel for the men. I mean, obviously it's horrendous for the woman, but for a man to just sit and watch this yeah, unfold and hard, feels yeah. completely powerless must yeah. be horrendous. Because actually men f- find labour very, can find labour quite traumatic because they can't yeah. do anything. But they don't, they can't actually say that because you're like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? So I, I do feel in that sense that there is obviously got to be that awareness that that isn't easy. You know, no. I, I'm oh, aware yeah. of that actually for Ad in the future where he'll find that very difficult. Where sometimes you think you're stronger when you go through it because you're like, I know what's, co- I mean, you don't know what's coming, but you're like, I can mentally prepare 
because yeah. your body's changing and whatnot. But for the guy, that is, you know, um, that, something else I was going to ask you is how did you then feel um, when you found out you were pregnant again with Sydney? Um, because that's quite um, interesting. You said before about how Rob Delaney was like, oh, um, she's pregnant again. But I wonder how you felt actually being pregnant again, apart from obviously like elated, but was there anything else that came with that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I also would never try again. And if it happened naturally. It meant to be. Then it was meant, it, then it was Jesse's choice. That's what I said, we'll leave it to Jesse. Um, I, I, I hated telling people because I wanted to say, but don't forget Jesse. Yeah. I think I did say that to most people. Yeah. But don't forget Jesse. <laughs> Because I, but that's it, funny because that's the first person I thought of when you told me you yeah. were pregnant. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And you, I think you just you you do underestimate people a lot of the time. But you've, I had this. You do feel I did feel guilty. I felt guilty that I was having another baby, like it was a replacement, even though I knew it would never be a replacement. Yeah, there was still a guilt. So then you almost want to say to everybody else, "It's not. It's not a replacement. Like it'll never be. Jesse yeah. will not make it any easier that Jesse isn't here." But, but at the same time, and I do, again, this is from that Facebook group of people talking to each other, a lot of people saying, you know, you have to think when you look at that baby, you, he wouldn't be here. Yeah. He wouldn't be here because Rob would never have let me have another. I'm not saying I would never have had another. <laughs> Rob would not have let me have another had the twins come home. Like, it would, just wouldn't have been an option. So he wouldn't exist. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a hell of a lot of pressure because he's, he's got to cure cancer. Yeah. Hasn't it? That's what do something like, pretty special. Like, yeah, do what you want. Do what you want. Yeah, you can be wherever you want to be. I'm like you. You have been. You have got a chance. You are a gift. Yeah, you're an yeah. actual gift. Yeah. 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 That's a really interesting. And now he's here. Is it like he's always been here, or was did anything come back during like the birth or anything like? I mean, to me, you just seem like so together and laid back I mean until we like obviously chat and stuff you're very I'm very lucky with you because you're a very honest person and very down to earth but how does it feel now he's here you know lovely and I really didn't think it would so That's I think interesting. I'd almost prepared myself for the fact that it, I, I might not like him or I'd you know yeah. I, I did think Re- well uh, resentment know. is a real thing and sometimes people um are worried that they're not going to love them as much or that 100%. they're not going to get a gush of love. That must feel very yeah. hard before that happens. And I was, because he was born during the joyous time of COVID, mm. I went in on my own. So Rob wasn't there either. So I, and I kind of kept thinking, uh, my biggest fear that they were, is that they would, because I had a plan cesarean, so my biggest fear is that they would lift him up and he would look like Jesse and I would go, oh, No. I'm sorry, no, Um, you're not the right one. You're not what, you're not, you're not what I wanted. Like, no, you you know, don't pretend you're him kind of thing. And even in the morning, I was thinking, oh God, you know, please don't, don't look like him. Don't look like him because I don't think I'll cope if I, if somebody has to give me a baby. And I kept thinking I wouldn't be able to just hand him to Rob and think about how I feel. Like I've just got to have him. And then. I think if he had come out looking like Jesse, I would have been fine anyway. Yeah. But he came out looking the absolute image of Matilda. Yeah, he did, yeah. And that moment I was like, oh, like I should have known this. Jesse knew. Like, I do yeah. think Jesse's behind it all. And I was like, he's done that on purpose because at no point did I 
consider that he'd look like Matilda. I thought he'd look like one of the boys because yeah. he's a boy. Um, and then I think it, the the relief I felt when I saw him, and I didn't automatically think oh, you're the wrong baby. Yeah, it was it was lovely, like a really and. I, also, being on my own for that 24 hours or whatever it was, 30 hours I was in hospital, probably was a really big blessing because it was just us two in a room. Yeah. For the majority of it. Nurses coming in really, not very regularly, just because everything was fine. Um, so, yeah, I think it did us a huge favour. And did you speak... Did you tell Rob about your worry that if he did look like Jesse beforehand? Yeah, Rob got it. I don't think he... He wasn't as worried about that. But he understood um, where you're coming from, kind yeah. of. Yeah, because when Bobby came home, it was re- it was so different from Matilda because we were trying to we adored Bobby, but you you're also like in the absolute depths of grief. Yeah, and like course. you just didn't have the same feel, not the same feelings. But you didn't have the same elation at everything that was happening because everything that he did good that was good as well. You were like, well, there should be two of them. Yeah, yeah, that's very difficult, I suppose. I mean, luckily, Bobby would never have a recollection of that. But, you know, there are some mums that without tragedy or whether just maybe because the the label was so bad where they don't get that gush of love for their baby. But that is also very rarely talked about because then you look immediately like a bad mum. And I don't think that you do. I think that's just, again, nature just not kicking in quickly or just being like, well, this is a shock. So right yeah. now, I don't feel anything else but a bit of a shock, you know. And, and in pain and yeah. unsure about, like, what to do. And yeah. Yeah, I think and postnatal depression is obviously a big thing, which I'm very grateful not to have suffered with. But I don't know why that's not talked about more, because it, it's, it's, it's so an common. illness. Yeah. It, it's just an illness. Like, you talk about if somebody got really ill after after a birth you know like yeah. infection or whatever nobody would bat an eyelid but no i think again it's that thing of you don't want to talk about it because you don't it sounds awful because you're almost like yourself you don't want to be associated by it because you haven't had it so you're like you don't want to recognize that it exists yeah and i think people need to get over that because for the sake of other people but also for their sake because then you know it's much easier to deal with if it does happen yeah, I, I think, I, think I, w- I went into all three of mine thinking that I could very well come out of the hospital and not feel happy. Yeah. And I think almost you're so programmed that this baby's going to come out and you're going to have this absolute love that you've never felt before in your life and they're going to hand it you and you're going to be complete. But the, nobody ever says, but actually you might not feel like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think, think I should tell going, you going, that. Yeah. Could be either way. <laughs> um... Oh, you've been amazing, so amazing, and I always, always appreciate like how honest you are. Because I think it just, it's just so refreshing for everybody. Um, before you go, like, what is would you say is like the biggest things that you've learned um, in all your babies, and the things that you like your advice that you would just give to somebody else who, you know, doesn't want to go on Instagram and read all these things and look at all the facts and stuff. Like, what would you say from your kind of experience? Um, I, my mum my always said it all the time, is that nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like, she didn't know what she was doing. I don't know what I'm doing. The lady next door doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> but it's true. You yeah. Do, like, the whole thing is just... And if you go into it, like, you're not meant to know what you're doing. 
that's a really refreshing thing as well. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. My mum came in when I first had Matilda and we said, oh, you get a dress. She was like, I can't, I don't know how to do that. We're like, you've had three children. <laughs> but because she still had the, I don't know how to, this baby's tiny and I don't know what to do with it. And <laughs> even that at the time, I was like, oh, see, no one. Yeah. Because I think I'm just playing a game of confidence, of showing yeah. the most confidence. Yeah. But no one's got any, really. No. <laughs> Which I think really is fine. You muddle through and that's, you get there. Yeah, and I think, actually, the more you muddle through and the more you don't know, the more you do learn. And, you know. Yeah. It's more beneficial. Um, thank you so much for being on my first podcast. Thank you. You're amazing. I um, thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Um, I realised I'm taking you away from your babies for like over half an they're hour. They're high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> Becky, you're an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much. Thank you.